Welcome in everyone to episode 124 of the Bat Flip Podcast. My name is Damien here with Matt and David. And today we wanted to look back at how divisions look so far through the about a little bit over a month of, into the season and just kind of give us standings recap and how teams are looking and who's uh, surprising and who's not. Uh, but before we get into that, Matt, how are you doing this week? Doing pretty good. Um, it's been a pretty uh, pretty good week. Um, watching some uh, watching some baseball. Uh, fortunately, my team got rained out like three days in a row this weekend, so I didn't watch as much baseball as I wanted to. Uh, but uh, watch watch some other sports too. Just hanging out. Um, so uh, went to a minor league game the other day. That was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, been a good week. But uh, how how's how's it been going, David? It's been going good. You know, trying to watch the Cubs game every day and. Uh, get to others when I can, but for the most part, I've been in, enjoying the uh, the baseball season. It's good to have things uh, rolling, have some baseball to watch every day, and um, good to have a team that's over 500 and competitive right now. So I, I feel you though on the on the Braves. I have Braves on my uh, on my fantasy team, and they kept getting rained out on me, so that was bothersome. But uh, how you doing this week, Damian? I'm doing all right. Had a uh... Good weekend, just hanging out, watching the NFL draft. Uh, it's always a fun time, and I feel like my team did a good job there. But uh, excited to kind of look back at how the month has gone so far for baseball. It's been really interesting with the uh, all the new rules in here and some players being injured and getting ready to make their comebacks and and all that. So I'm pretty excited into you know to get into it. But uh, you know, I know we'll we'll get through here. Um, pretty quickly but let's go ahead and start with the american league east and we've mentioned the rays so much and their 23 and 6 start that they've had coming into this episode uh, and then we have the baltimore orioles at 19 and 9 toronto at 18 and 11 uh, boston at 16 and 14 and then the yankees bringing up the bottom of this division at 15 and 15 uh, so we'll go ahead and start with matt what are your overall thoughts on the ale so far well, uh, my thoughts right now are that uh, the Rays have uh, been extremely good. Um, they've been pitching well, they've been hitting well, and that's pretty much what you need to do. Um, they they have dealt with some injuries. Tyler Glass now still haven't, hasn't pitched. It seems sounds like he's coming back pretty soon, so that'll be a plus for them. But you know they did lose Jeffrey Springs for the season uh, to, to due to Tommy John surgery, and then they're going to lose. Um, and then they, they, they missed some time from Zach Eflin. And they actually sent, I believe they sent Taj Bradley back to AAA, which was kind of a strange move because he looked really good at the big league level. But uh, they've kind of been the story of baseball so far, the Tampa Bay Rays um, and, you know, 23 and 6. Um, you know, the rest of this division, the Orioles, I think, have been off to a hot start. I don't know how sustainable it is because their pitching really has struggled. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez, though, has started to look a little bit more like he's getting comfortable at the big league level lately, which is really nice. And their bullpen has some really good pieces there. Felix Bautista and uh, uh, Yenier, I think is how you say it, Cano, uh, the, the re two relievers in the back end of that bullpen have been really, really good. Um, you know, and, and then you got you got Toronto with a great record as well, even though it still doesn't feel like they've hit their stride. Uh, the Red Sox are kind of what we thought they'd be. Um, you know, they're kind of a 500-ish team. Um, and then the, um, and then the Yankees, man, they, they've really struggled. They've got a ton of injuries, but, uh, you know, that's been a risk for the Yankees. We said coming in, like they've got to stay healthy because they're not a super deep roster. And a lot of their top guys are, are have been injury prone in the past. I mean, you look at, you look at a, uh, a Carlos Rodon, who's on the IL, he's dealt with a lot of injuries in the past. You look at Aaron judge, 
John, he's dealt with a lot of injuries. He didn't get injured the last couple of years, but in the past, you got to look at his injury history. And then John Carlos Stanton, it seems like every, you know, he's apparently playing a hundred games a year. So uh, definitely a team that, um, you know, the Yankees, it's, it's worrisome for them right now with how many guys they've got out and uh, going forward, we'll see what happens there, but uh, definitely been a really interesting division so far. Yeah. So I, I was, perusing through the Yankees roster given this um given this start you know 15 and 15 the Yankees in last place you don't usually see that I'm I'm thinking they're a little bit lucky to be in at 15 wins at this point um judge being around as long as he has this season has helped but he has a 32 percent strikeout rate which is pretty elevated from last season um and then they only have like three guys right now, maybe just two guys above league average in their lineup. After that, every hitter on their team below league average, you've got guys like Isaiah Kiner Falefa, Oswaldo Cabrera, Aaron Hicks, uh, Willie Calhoun <laughs> throwing together WRC pluses in the 10, 19, 37, like, I genuinely think that this team is starving for depth and that's, what's really costing their them right now. Um, you know, those guys aren't bad to have as bench guys, but you cannot be running a lineup out comprising of, you know, five guys with a, a WRC plus average, like in the thirties or forties, like you're going to lose the game. Um, you know, it, it might be time to cut bait on Aaron Hicks might be time to cut bait on Kiner Falefa. Uh, just, just those guys, those guys are just not contributing right now bunch of negative war um i mean hicks has been just brutally bad so you know for the yankees this is a this is a depth problem and it's one that can definitely be corrected but you can see how competitive the al east is and how quickly it could get away from them yeah it's, it's that, that depth problem is going to be hard to correct though because it's just there's so many of them and like the entire at the beginning of the season like we talked about, I mean, Judge was going to have to carry this team. Like, Anthony Rizzo is still a really solid hitter. and But, like, other than that, like, I mean, we were just talking about how the pitching staff and Judge is going to have to absolutely carry this team, and you just cannot afford any injuries. And, I mean, that's what happened to him. This is just a flawed roster construction. I mean, and, I mean, outside of Garrett Cole and, and I mean, it's just been kind of a disaster so far for, for them. And the fact, like you say, the fact they're 15 and 15 with the roster they're running out there, I mean, that number's going to go down because they haven't been missing Aaron Judge very long. He's only missed a few games so far. He's going to miss a lot more. I mean, maybe not a ton, but, you know, he's on the 15-day IL. So, you know, and then you look at some of these other guys, and, I mean, they've even had some guys overperforming a little bit. So, um, you know, I'm definitely, definitely very um, – Definitely, I'd be very worried if I was a Yankees fan with the fact, especially the fact that the Rays and the Blue Jays are both teams. I don't know if the Orioles are going to keep up what they've done so far, but the Rays and the, and the Blue Jays are both teams who are going to be really good this year. And they're already, I mean, the Yankees have already dug like a eight and a half game hole in the division. So it's just going to be very tough to come back from that. I'll tell you what this team reminds me of before I hand it over to you, Damian, for a thought. They remind me of the 2018-2019 Cubs teams where you have your superstars, right? You had your your four or five guys that have a well above average, you know, stat line that carry the team. Then one of them goes down and all of a sudden the team can't hit, 
right? And and the the replacements aren't good. The the bottom of the roster's not good. The line, you know, the pitching is okay, but it just doesn't. It can't carry, you know, it can't carry a, an offense that bad for that long. Um, and those teams didn't win anything, so it it's worrisome that you know the Yankees find themselves in this situation, and they better hope Judge gets healthy soon. Yeah, I mean, we've been we've been mentioning the problem with the Yankees for. I mean, even all the way back to the beginning of last year, we said if Judge and Stanton weren't going to be healthy to carry that offense, it wasn't going. They weren't going to score, and if Cole didn't lead that pitching staff, they weren't going to pitch very well. And we came into this year and we kind of said, okay, you re-signed Aaron Judge, but what else did you do? You signed Carlos Rodon, but he still hasn't got onto a mound yet, and doesn't seem like he's going to be on a mound anytime soon. Um, so it, it is very worrisome for the Yankees. They have a lot of players that you you know, you don't feel very confident in to stepping up into the plate. Um, you know, we'll see what Harrison Bader, he had a really good postseason last year, looked pretty decent in his time with the Yankees. He just got activated, I believe, today uh, for the first time this season. So maybe that's a little bit of a, a boost and obviously not going to um, replace Aaron Judge, but maybe it's just a little bit more consistently, especially defensively out in center field. Maybe that'll help a little bit, but um. You know, Baltimore's been really surprising so far, off to a 19-9 start. I really like to see that. I mean, we we kind of got onto them after not doing much more to improve this year, or even at the deadline last year, kind of selling off a little bit. Um, and they've really came out and kind of just backed it up. And it's even with people like Gunnar Henderson struggling, who we thought was going to be a big, big part of what they were going to be this year. Um, so I, I do like that. You know, Toronto... Being where they're at, I think they can feel very fortunate right now because they have three starting pitchers who have been downright awful so far to start this year. So is George um, Springer and Dalton Varsho. Both of them yeah. have been bad, bad. Yeah. And Springer's been Springer's had some weird luck. He's he's got really good, really hard hit balls, but hasn't gotten the the hits to fall. And then he's also been sick, and he's also been hit on the hand by a pitch. Spring Spring Springer's going to come around, but like. Bo Bichette which is player David has on his fantasy team. If anyone's wondering <laughs> Springer's, Hey, you know, I kept track of it, but, but, but Bo Bichette's playing insane, insanely well right now. Matt Chapman's playing insanely well right now. Vlad jr. Is playing insanely well right now. And they're, and then Whit Merrifield's having a bit of a Renaissance as well. I mean, their, their team is really strong in the center of the order, especially once those other guys get going. Right. I think, I, it'll. It's just a matter of time for both Varsho yeah. and and Springer. Yeah, and just to point out with them, I think uh, you mentioned the the lineup. Kevin Kiermaier has been a league average hitter. <laughs> like, if he's a league average hitter, he's like a all star caliber player. I mean, he's because of his defense. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. uh, but if you look at their pitching staff, I mean, that that's kind of been their downfall so far uh, to a certain level. And I'm definitely very, very, very worried about Alec Manoa and Chris Bassett. I wasn't very high on Alex Manoa to start with this year, and he's looked he's looked really really bad so far. And uh, Chris Bassett, the same thing. Like I what I wasn't I was honestly not that low on him, but he's looked really rough so far. But I will say one thing that's been pretty nice for them, and it, the results haven't showed up quite yet. Jose Barrios has looked close to what he we were hoping he might be with the Blue Jays. His ERA is high still, but the peripherals, some of the analytics on his pitches and his pitch types have looked pretty good. And there's some thought that perhaps he might be turning a corner. He's got a, he's, he's got a very low left on base percentage. Some of the sequencing has been bad for him and his batted uh, batting average on balls and plays extremely high. So 
I think that we might start to see Jose Barrios kind of, if he can continue to have the same process he's had so far, I think you might see his luck turn around, you know, come going forward through, through this season. That would be a great development for them because they invested a lot in Jose Barrios. Yeah, I'm not as worried on Manoa as you, or uh, I don't know how you feel, David, but I mean, his walk rate has doubled so far this year. I think that's going to come down to earth. I mean, it's over double what his career average is. His home run rate is over almost double what his career average is. Like those are going to come back down. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be the, the 224 ERA guy he was last year, but I don't think he's a, you know, 488 ERA guy. What he's saying this year either. Um, but Barrios has looked a lot better for sure. Um, but he's 25. I think he's got some, he's, he's, he's taking, you know, he's taking a step back, but that doesn't mean his career's over. You know, he's no. got a long way to go. A lot of adjustments to make major league baseball is hard. He's had, I, I, I think he'll get he, there. He's had two good seasons before. I, I'm not basing his office 31 and in so far this year, but uh, looking over at the uh, AL central. Now we have the Minnesota twins leading this division at 17 and 12. We have the Cleveland guardians at 14 and 15, the Detroit tigers at 10 and 17, the Chicago white Sox at eight and 21. And then the Kansas City Royals at seven and twenty-two. So, uh, I'll go ahead and start with David on this one. What has your thoughts been on the AL Central so far this year? Yeah, I have two main thoughts. Right, one is that Carlos Correa has not been performing yet, but the Twins have been outright electric. Sonny Gray is looking like a Cy Young candidate, and I think that's really impressive. It's, it, he's shown flashes of that before, but this year has been he's been absolutely spectacular. Um, what I'm really surprised by in this division though, is the white Sox. Um, and I think they, that bears some, some discussion that we'll kind of get into, but the white Sox best player thus far has been Jake Berger. Uh, Luis Robert got benched the other day for not hustling out a ground ball. You know, the, the, the clubhouse vibes at the white Sox are just absolutely miserable. You know, Eloy Jimenez can't stay on the field, right? You know, the power Elvis Andrews showed last year, that's gone. Um, I, this is a disaster of a team right now. And, uh, you know, with eight wins, I mean, they're looking for a, a massive fire sale. Guys are going to be getting traded off. You know, this is a, a worst case scenario for a team that maybe a year or two ago was viewed as a World Series favorite. Um, and it's just it's a, a massive cliff that we've seen here in this first month. And, you know, there's a long way to go. They could still ride the ship, but I mean, the pitching hasn't been good. The hitting hasn't been good. Uh, the, you know, the, the clubhouse vibes haven't been good. Nobody's, you know, people are getting benched. It's just a, it's a disaster all around. So twins have been really good, even though some of their players aren't playing, but what the white Sox have been really bad. Um, so that's my, my kind of biggest takeaway from this AL central thus far. Yeah, I'm, I'm not totally in disagreement with you. Uh, I think that the uh, you look at this division so far, the Twins have been the best team here. Um, they, you know, their pitching has has been what we hoped it could be, um, and they're, uh, you know, they they just been really solid all around. I mean, the bats have been pretty good. Um, not, you know, they they haven't really done anything at an elite level, but Joey Gallo has actually been pretty solid. His strikeout rates. I mean, it's still like astronomically high, but it's down from what it has been at times in his career. Uh, you know, he's he's hit pretty well so far. Byron Buxton's hitting hitting the ball well. Um, you know, they are striking out a ton, but um, you know, they've been pretty good offensively. But the pitching's kind of been the main thing. Like you mentioned, Sonny Gray, Pablo Lopez has been. You know, I was kind of low on him coming in, and I think so far he's proven me wrong. 
Now he does have a four ERA, but the peripherals are really, really good on him. Uh, and then, I mean, you just look at their roster, their pitching, their their bullpen's been really good. Um, I think this is just a, a really, really good, uh, really, really good team so far. Um, and uh, that that they've definitely been easily the best team in this division. I mean, you look at Cleveland, uh, and they've been, you know, they've been all right. Um, you know, they just kind of they, they've got their Cleveland's got their limitations. They're just not going to hit for any power. I mean, they're just not going to, and that's going to be their issue, you know, going forward. I mean, they've hit 17 home runs on the season. Like, I mean, I, there's teams that have more than triple that. So, uh, pitching wise, you know, missing Tristan McKenzie's hurt them a lot, but, um, you know, they got to just, I mean, they got to hit the ball better. And then like you mentioned, the white Sox. um, I mean, the, the Luis Robert thing was kind of, uh, there was some discussion about whether he was kind of injured. Uh, he, he said they've said that he had a hamstring issue. I don't know how true that is, but there's a lot of issues there. They built a team out of paper thin. Uh, they built a team out of glass uh, players and put in no depth. So, you know, it kind of sucks to see. They, were, they had such a promising young core, but it's just – I mean, and some of their players just aren't performing that well either. That that were like, I mean, like a Luis Robert is a guy who you know he's he's definitely not developed. He he's still he's got such great talent level that he gets away with it sometimes. But he's just, I mean, swings at everything. You know, strikes out a ton, and I mean, he's just not been all that great. Like, um, like you mentioned, when Jake Berger's been your best hitter, I mean, that's or best player. That's pretty crazy. Um. And then you look at, uh, you know, I, I think it's been really interesting. And, of course, the Royals and the Tigers, we knew they were, they were going to stink. So, I mean, no surprises there. Although, I will say, the Royals are almost as bad as the A's. They're one win above the A's, which is shockingly bad. Like, that's pretty crazy. Yep. Yeah, so so running through it real quick. Oh, sorry, Dave, you want to go? I was going to say, Bobby Wood Jr. has been bad, and Brady Stinger has been horrible. He's been probably the worst pitcher yeah. in baseball. Um, yeah. given including the A's too, which is not expected. I did want to throw one more plus and one more minus in there from some of those teams. The the Twins have gotten really good production from their hitters, despite uh, a lack of. I think a, the guy that will come up and help them eventually is Edward Julian. I think he was going to be really good and got sent back down again. You know, I feel like the Twins have a huge ceiling on offense that they have not reached yet. So that team might actually be really good given the good pitching thus far. One negative for the the Guardians is that Josh Bell has not played well at all. Um, kind of, you know, signed to be their first baseman full time, but he has been dreadful. Um, 202 batting average, negative four. You know, he's walking a, a good bit, which is kind of what he does. But you'd want Josh Bell from the first half last year and not, not the second half. And he's kind of playing like the second half Josh Bell. So, um, you know, those impact players to this division have not really changed anything. I think the biggest one's going to be Pablo Lopez. Well, I mean, to, to for what I was going to say, the Twins do have some pitching depth concerns. Maeda yeah. went on the I.L. Male, they just lost him to be shut down for at least four weeks. Uh, they did call it Bailey Ober, who was pretty solid last year. So they, they have that to deal with right now. But as far as the Guardians are concerned, it's it's not just Josh Bell or that. It literally the entire team is yeah. just not hitting. Josh Naylor's not hitting. Oscar Gonzalez isn't hitting. 
Um, Ed Rosario isn't even doing what he was doing last year. Andres Jimenez has taken a gigantic step back from what he was last year. Like that team's offense is just non-existent altogether, which is a really big concern. Um, uh, as far as the Royals are concerned, yes, they've been bad. Uh, they did lose Chris Bubich as well. Uh, I don't think we actually ended up mentioning that, but he we mentioned he got injured, but ended up having to undergo Tommy John surgery, uh, which was unfortunate. He was having a, a pretty good start to the season. Um, so now he's lost for all of this season, probably into at least the all-star break of next year. Um, you know, the White Sox, I think what they make 11 roster moves today. Yeah. It's it's insane. There's going to be a 12th one, I think, soon. But uh, one positive note on the White Sox, uh, Liam Hendricks, who had been dealing with uh, cancer this offseason, uh, is cancer-free. Um, and he, I believe, is supposed to go on rehab assignment starting tomorrow. Uh, so it shouldn't be all that long before we see Liam Hendricks back pitching in the major leagues, which is an incredible sign because, um, you know, I think it was what mid off season we found out or even right before training camp, we found out that he had or spring training that he had a, he had cancer there and he's already beat it in in remission. So that's great, great news to hear for sure. Yeah, that is fantastic news. Um, And, and one other note on the white Sox. I mean, and listen, I think the white Sox are really bad and I think they're cooked and I don't think they're going to come back, but you can come back from this. It is April or just, just the end of April. Like I think the nationals when they won the world series a few years ago with like 19 and 31 or something. So, you know, there's still, you know, if you can figure something out quick, you know, you, especially in that division, like you're not totally, totally just dead in the water. It's just, you better figure it out quick at this point. So, um, and I don't think they will, but just, just kind of in general, like it, it's not, yeah. you know, it's still early. So yeah, their hope's going to have to be in that division yeah. for sure. Uh, but go ahead, let's go ahead and jump over to the American league West where we have the Texas Rangers leading this division at 17 and 11, the Houston Astros in second at 16 and 13, uh, the angels at 15 and 14, the Seattle Mariners at 12 and 16, and then Oakland bringing up the bottom of this division at six and 23. Uh, so I guess we start with Matt again on this one. What do you think of the ALS so far? Yeah, it's been a really interesting division. Um, I think that um, I'm not surprised by the Texas Rangers being really good. I thought that if they were able to bring in all of their, you know, bring in all these pieces in, I thought they were all really talented pieces they brought in, but they were veterans and they'd have to stay healthy, which up until very recently has been the case. The problem is that this week they finally got their, they got their first injury. And of course, we know who it is, and Jacob deGrom. Uh, it's, it, it sounds like it's not going to be a long-term thing. It sounds like he's just going to, you know, maybe stay the minimum on the IL. It's not super serious, but, you know, it's Jacob deGrom, and we've seen this happen before with him. So, uh, but, you know, so he, he, they're 17-11. They've been great. The offense has been really good. They have a plus 72 run differential. Um, you know, they're, they're hitting Josh Young has, you know, one of those guys we talked about at the beginning of the season, who was kind of a key to this team. He's been really solid for them. Uh, you know, they've done this without Corey Seager. Uh, when Corey Seager comes back, you know, you're adding like a guy who is, you know, a, an all-star caliber, maybe even like a superstar caliber player to that lineup. So definitely very good, um, very, very good team. Uh, and, and I like what they've done so far. Um, Houston's been kind of fine so far. Like they haven't been them, their normal selves. They, you know, they've dealt with some players being out. They've weathered the storm while those players have been out. Like Altuve's missed the, 
just the season so far. I don't think Michael Brantley's been healthy yet. Uh, and, and you look at their lineup. I mean, there's some holes there. Like, you know, you look at like they've been starting Dubon and they've been starting, uh, you know, their center field situations, not fantastic. I mean, they've, they've been okay there, but, um, you know, Martin Maldonado is kind of a black hole in the, in the lineup. And then, you know, the rotation, I mean, Valdez is good, but Urquidy and Garcia have been a little bit up and down. Um, so, which is kind of, you know, not shocking, but I think they'll be fine. Um, the angels have been okay. They haven't played themselves out of the division yet, which is good to see, but a uh, team I'm kind of worried about the Mariners, um, you know, cause this is a very, if, if Texas and, and the, and the angels, if they both stay like really competitive all year, Seattle's kind of got some issues. And I think that, you know, you look at their pitching staff, having a couple injuries there, Robbie Ray got to miss the season. And then their lineup's just not all that great. So, um, definitely an interesting, um, definitely interesting to look at. Um, but we'll see, um, you know, we'll see what happens here. I mean, it's a good, uh, you know, it's a, this is a really good division. It's an underrated division. I don't think too many people are talking about it. But uh, this is going to be an entertaining division to watch coming down, you know, all season. Yeah, worth noting that the MLB RBI feeder resides in this division in Texas with Adolis Garcia, who's yeah. been spectacular. You've also got Jordan Alvarez in this division as well. I didn't mention his name. Uh, Houston's also lost Luis, uh, Luis Garcia and Jose Arcadi in the last week. So their already thin pitching depth is being tested once again. Uh, and then with Houston, Jose Abreu has been disastrous to this yeah. point. To the point, yeah, he looks, you know, as his age, finally. And it's um, it's definitely troublesome. I think the Houston team has a lot more warts than both the Angels and the Rangers at this point. And the Rangers did just lose their ace, DeGrom, but... That's a team with Nathan Ivaldi, who's been absolutely fantastic. That may be one of the best signings of the offseason because Ivaldi's not on a big contract. He's not making much money, um, but he's pitching like a like a like an ace for them right now. And with Degrom out, I mean that he's going to have to to lead that rotation. You know, you've you've also got you know the Angels where Hunter Renfro uh, has been absolutely spectacular. You know, seven home runs early. Um, that that Angels team with obviously you know Trout and Otani have have been doing very Trout and Otani things, but Hunter Renfro has proven to be really good. The biggest problem for the Angels has been that Logan O'Hop is now out for like four four to six months, and he had a 141 WRC plus. So their catcher has is gone. He had been performing really well. Uh, also worth noting that Zach Nito, who was a draft pick last year, 2022 draftee. Already made it up to the majors and was hitting uh, 250 before, you know, up to tonight. So he he's certainly looked the part uh, as the I think he was the 13th overall pick for the Angels. So you know he's come up and been really good. Uh, also want to throw Brent Rooker in there for this division, right? In terms yeah. of players performing, man, he has been spectacular. I I missed the week where I was going to pick him as the player of the week, but I think he's got nine homers so far in this season. He's just been superb. So. Um, you know, shout out to Brent Rooker. I'm glad he's, he's having a good year. And I think, uh, you know, for all the, the down stuff in Oakland, I think between him and Mason Miller, they do have some guys who are turning heads there, which is, which is nice. Yeah. You kind of stole my thunder there, but I was going to ask how many games has, will Oakland have won if they didn't have Brent Rooker on the roster this year? (laughs) Yeah. Two. Two. You think he's for a four, four already? Yeah. 
something to that effect, man. He's been really good. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, one one other thing with the Angels too that I'm, their bullpen has been abysmal, so yeah. it's been really bad. And uh, also the Tyler Anderson signings looking not great right now. Um, he's yeah. kind of looked yeah. like he. So I, I am worried about their once again, as we say, just about every year, I'm worried about their pitching depth. Although you know Otani and Sandoval and Detmers have been pretty good, and I I worry about their pitching depth. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Taylor Ward, who really had broke out last year, has not been good this year either. Yeah. Um, so I know he had a big homer today, but um, yeah, the Angels. There, there's been a lot of question marks uh, so far for them. But you know, it's it's we said this division that had four teams that could be competitive in it, and that we wouldn't be surprised if any of those four teams really, you know, were able to step up. And Texas has been the team to really do that, and Seattle's been the team to be disappointing so far. Um, you know, Seattle, they haven't got much out of Teoscar Hernandez, who was supposed to be their, you know, one of their big moves this year. Um, he's really struggled as well, but we're finally starting to see the breakout of Jared Kelenic, which is uh, really exciting to see, but they got to figure out what to do with that middle infield position. I know Colton Wong's kind of been a little bit better recently, but there was a time, I think a couple weeks ago where he had like three hits on the year still. Um, so it's been really bad from that point. Yeah, and what, you know, on that team too, like you look at Julio Rodriguez and you are you need him to be superstar Julio Rodriguez and not just really good player Julio Rodriguez for that team to, to really click. That's what really made them click last year was that he played at like a superstar level. And I mean, he's been fine, but he's striking out a lot. 110 WRC plus, like he's been fine instead of superstar and they need him to be superstar. So... Uh, it's definitely another thing to kind of look at there. Absolutely. Uh, well, let's go ahead and jump over to the NL East now, where we have the Atlanta Braves leading this division at 19 and 10. Uh, we got the Marlins and Mets tied for second at 16 and 13 apiece. Uh, Philadelphia is at 15 and 15, and then Washington at 10 and 18 to round up this division. So, David, uh, how uh, how is the NL East stacking up so far? I might not even be the right one to talk about this, but early it's on, fine. it's it's looking it's looking like chalk, right? Like this is kind of what you'd expect, other than maybe the the the, str- the slight struggles for the Phillies. They're only one and a half games behind second place right now, so I don't even know that you'd call it struggles. You, you know, Trey Turner has not been particularly good thus far, but you know he's going to pick it up at some point, right? You know, he's coming off of that World Baseball Classic high. Um, where he was, you know, maybe the best player there. So, you know, a bit of a slump. You know, if you, you inserted those numbers into the season, he'd be having a stellar season. So it's, you know, it's early enough. Brandon Marsh looks great. But I, I do think that the Phillies, you know, as they get Bryce Harper back, they're in a position where they need to make the um, – they need to make some noise, right? They need to get in there and, you know, get back ahead of the Marlins and start to challenge because it could get away from them very quickly if, uh, you know, they continue to have some of these struggles. Um, then I look at the Braves, you know, that, that team is so, so good. Um, I envision that the Braves end up running away with this division. I think it's probably not as close as it was last year at all. Um, they just seem like they're a better team than the Mets right now. The Mets haven't had Scherzer because of the suspension. They haven't had Verlander yet, who both of them are coming back this week. 
but even Scherzer when he was pitching wasn't nearly as good as he was last year. So, you know, I I do think the Braves are in a point where they're going to be well ahead of this, the rest of this division. And then the Marlins have been impressive so far, right? Luis Arias looks really, really good. Um, You know, Jorge Soler has been back, been hitting for power. Uh, You know, Garrett Cooper has been pretty good. So, you know, the Marlins have managed to make some good moves, right? But then we were talking about it before the, the, the show started, Sandy Alcantara has been really bad. So, you know, for for all the the positives for a lot of these teams, you also have some major negatives, right? I mean, you know, Alcantara is the kind of guy who the Marlins need to be their ace. They need somebody like that because their rotation is so volatile. They have such, you know, high walk guys. You know, they needed Alcantara to eat those innings, keep the, the bullpen, you know, healthy. That's what happened last year, right? And they won them, you know, a solid number of games. I want to say 75. But, you know, with the offense finally performing, with a guy like Arias leading who could pro- who could totally hit 400. I mean, the way he's playing, he, he could hit 400. So it's just, I don't know, man. This division looks like a Braves division, but, yeah. The, the, the Marlins being 16-13 and 13 to this point is, is a very good start for them. And I'm kind of, I'm very interested because I just watched them play all last weekend and the Cubs couldn't do anything with them. Yeah, so um, I uh, definitely have some thoughts on this division. Um, f- first thing is the Braves are very good. Um, they they there are some question marks for me though. Uh, the bullpen hasn't been all that good. Um, they they haven't had Rizal Iglesias yet, but some of the key additions they made, uh, you you're kind of hoping for Joe Jimenez to not be terrible, which he has looked terrible. His velocity's way down. Uh, Kirby Yates hasn't looked good at all. We were kind of hoping he might come back a little bit from his injuries. Uh, and be, I wasn't expecting him to be the the 2019 Kirby Yates, but I was you know hoping he'd be at least a solid reliever, and he's been really really rough looking. Uh, but uh, you know that the, they they look fine. The lineup's been pretty good. There's some problems, you know, at the bottom of the lineup, but they've looked really good so far. Uh, pitching staff's been all, the starting pitching staff's been awesome. Um, you know, Freed looks fantastic. Strider looks fantastic. Um, you know, uh, Charlie Morton hasn't looked great, but he's looked a little bit better his last few starts. Bryce Elder's come up and been really, really good. I, his stat cast page is kind of awful, and I'm a little worried that it's not gonna he's not gonna sustain it. But so far, I mean, his results have been fantastic. So I think the Braves definitely have looked like the most complete team here. Uh, you look at the Mets, and it, there's there's a couple different ways to look at them so far. Like they're they're 16 and 13, so they they haven't had a bad start. Um, uh, they've, the lineup's been pretty good. Um, uh, the, the thing about their rotation is that, you know, you, you look at it one way as you say, well, they've been missing Scherzer and Verlander and Quintana, which has hurt them a lot. But you look at it another way and you say, well, the Mets signed a bunch of 40 year old pitchers and this is what you were, this is what the problem with signing 40 year old pitchers is. So Scherzer hasn't, didn't look good when he was pitching, you know, Verlander hasn't pitched yet. We don't know what he's going to look like. But, uh, you know, they did have more depth this year in their rotation than I think people kind of realized. So, uh, you know, they can always call on a guy like Tyler McGill. Uh, one other guy, Kodak Senga, hasn't been very good. Um, he's just been he, – he's got some some good stuff, but he's walking guys like crazy. Um, so definitely some worries for their pitching staff. Um, and the lineup doesn't hit the ball very hard. It's kind of the same thing as it was last year. Kind of worry a little bit about them having a lot of power in their lineup. 
Um, there were times I watched the Mets over the weekend in the few games they actually played. And there were times where they kept getting on base, but they just they couldn't drive runs in because they weren't hit for power like at all. So, um, you know, they kept getting two guys on and then, you know, they just couldn't quite get over the hump. Uh, and then you look at uh, you look at Philly and, and and it's another team that they're in a similar spot, like to the to the Mets. They just haven't won quite as many games. You know, they get Bryce Harper back, which is going to help them an absolute ton, assuming that he's fully healthy. Um, but I think that, um, you know, I think that the worry for Philly is like the starting pitching has been not great. And Aaron Nola has looked awful so far. Like he's just not been good. And. I mean, the rest of their starting pitching, I mean, Bailey Falter, uh, Tywin Walker. Uh, I mean, they've just been pretty meh. The bullpen's not very good. I told, tried to tell everybody their bullpen wasn't going to be good. Uh, the lineup's been really good so far, but they have run a super high batting average on balls in play. Um, kind of like Brandon Marsh has been good, but 464 Babbitt. And then one note on the Marlins. They have they in in their ten in their games they have won ten game they have ten one run games on their record they've won all ten of them I don't think they're gonna keep this up I, I their lineup is just has no power other than the occasional Jorge Soler home run and their pitching staff is I, I really like Jesus Lazardo I think Alcantara is gonna be fine but like. Jazz Chisholm's been bad on the hitting side too. He's striking out 36% of the time. But um, I mean, I like the rest of their pitching staff. Like you know, I think Trevor Rogers had a, a Tommy John, didn't he? No, nah, he didn't get Tommy or, John, but he's, he's going to be out for a few weeks. Yeah. Right, he's out for a while. Uh, I remember seeing elbow, so that that's why I was. Yeah. Uh, I must have assumed, but uh, I mean, their their pitching staff's not very deep. Like they've got a couple good guys, Lizardo, Alcantara. Like I said, it's going to be fine, but. They're not very deep in that pitching staff, and then they're, they're like I said, the lineup's just not very good. I mean, they're they're better than they were. Luis Arias is hitting really well. I mean, he's got a 4.52 Babbitt, but he doesn't strike out like at all, so that's great. And then, but I mean, they just don't have many guys that are gonna that hit the ball hard. So Babbitt doesn't um, matter for a guy like Arias either. Like he he's not gonna keep up. Babbitt he you, you he can maybe keep up 3.80, but he's not gonna keep up 4.50. But Right. I mean, he's good just, though. That that guy, that guy is the best contact hitter in baseball. He really and is. It is it is unbelievable to watch, dude. It's he's hard to get out. Yeah, he's fun to watch. He he really is. He's a great hitter. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to. I'm just saying he's not a he's not going to hit 450 this year. Like you know, but he's <laughs> gonna he's really good. He's a month imagine, down. So imagine if there was one idiot on this show that said he was worried about Luis Arias coming into this season. <laughs> I don't know who that could possibly be. Yeah. Uh, definitely not the guy who picked Blake Snell and Jose Barrios to win Cy Young awards before. Um, Barrios actually has been good. He's, yeah, but I picked him last year. I picked him last year. Yeah, so, uh, oh, and the same year, Blake picked Snell, uh, you know, Lindor to be the MVP. But hey, I got Cy Young right last year with Sandy. All right, leave me alone. Uh, but no, this division, I think it's like, David said, I think it's been about status quo outside of the Marlins, you know, being up there, but that has to do with their 10 and 0 in one run games. Um, I think we kind of knew it was going to be Atlanta and they've kind of done this without getting a lot for Michael Harris, who was a real breakout guy for them last year as well. Um, although they've added what Sean Murphy and Sean Murphy's been insanely good. All of them guys. So, oh my God. Yeah. Um, for free. For free. Yeah, basically. 
Contreras has been really good for the Brewers. Yeah, yeah. I, I but he didn't say, even we'll, go to we'll the talk team. About it. Oh, I'll okay. say, he, was the, he was the main <laughs> key in it. But I will say we were going to jump to it the next time. But uh, his framing numbers have looked really good so far this year as yeah, well. He's turned into have. a pretty good defender. But uh, sticking with the NL East, at least for now, um, the Mets only being three games back, you know, not having got anything from Verlander yet with Sanga, with Scherzer, you know, having been not the greatest. I think there's a little bit of room for, you know, what could possibly be there as well. And then, you know, Philly for all of their struggles, they're getting their captain back tonight. They're getting Bryce Harper back and his, not even what he brings to just that lineup, which we already know what he can do at the plate. It's just having that guy back in there every single day with the club in the clubhouse. Like he just brings a different vibe and aura to this club that like that immediately makes you better. So I'm going to be really interested to see what, his return does for this Phillies, not only the lineup, but just the team in general. Um, Cause morale is going to be a lot higher when you get an MVP back into that lineup. Uh, and but I think only 160 days after undergoing Tommy John surgery, which is absolutely insane to actually think about. But uh, yeah. And then we all knew Washington was going to be bad anyways, but uh, let's go ahead and jump over to the national league central then and start with the Pittsburgh Pirates at 20 and 9. We have the Milwaukee Brewers at 18 and 10, the Chicago Cubs at 15 and 13, the Cincinnati Reds at 12 and 17, and then the Cardinals bring at the bottom of the division at 10 and 19. Uh, so Matt, what do you think of the NL Central so far? I think it's been interesting. Uh the Pirates being insanely good has been um shocking to say the least. Um but I mean, in there's some ways the Pirates have been like legitimately really good. I mean, they you know they've gotten great contributions from guys who you feel like you know like like Brian Reynolds has been like back to 2021 Brian Reynolds that was like a five or six win player. I mean, you've got uh, Jack Sawinski who what showed some promise last year. I don't think people people are talking about him like he's this guy who they never heard of. But he he was pretty good for them last year. Has been really good for them this year. Uh, you got Andrew McCutcheon hitting really well so far. Uh, 120 WRC plus for him. Uh, this has been a good team so far. The pitching staff. Um, you know you look at them as I, I'm not fully sold, but. I mean, David Bednar's insane at their bullpen, but I mean, Rowanzi Contreras, I'm not sold on. Like, he's got a really good fit, but he's also got give, not given up a home run yet. He doesn't get the ball on the ground very much. I think that's probably going to change. Uh, Mitch Keller's been really good for them, uh, which has been nice, kind of continuing what he did at the end of the year last year. But uh, I, I don't fully trust that, like, like Vince Velasquez has a 306 ERA. Like, I don't fully trust their rotation right now, but. I think they're a good story and they're going to stick, you know, they're going to, they're kind of like the Orioles were last year. I don't really trust them, but I think they're probably good enough to hang around to a certain level. Um, and I, I do trust the Brewers a little bit more. I think they've been uh, uh, pretty solid at the plate uh, compared to what people would kind of expect from them. Um, you know, I think that they've been like kind of league average at the plate ish. Um, they're a great defensive team. And I think you look at their uh, look at their pitching and they've really missed a lot of time from guys, too. So, uh, you know, they've they've lost, um, you know, they've had uh, they, they've had Corbin Burns out some hadn't performed fantastic yet. I definitely don't think he's going to be I, I, I'm a tiny bit worried about Corbin Burns, but I think he's going to be fine. 
Uh, and uh, and Brandon Woodruff's missed a lot of time. So uh, I don't know when he's coming back, but he's been out a lot. So, you know, they've kind of weathered the storm with those guys out. And then, uh, you know, I'll let David talk more about the Cubs. But I do think the Cubs are better than I expected them to be. Um, I, I don't fully trust them to be, like, this good at the plate. They have a pretty high Babbitt. They've got some guys who – I mean, Dansby Swanson's got a 400 Babbitt. Like, you know – He's not going to sustain that. Like Ian Happ, 380. But they've got some guys, you know, Cody Bellinger has really looked a lot better at the plate. We'll see if he keeps it up. But so far, he's been really good. And that's, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't say that was completely out of the realm of possibility, but I wasn't expecting that. But I do still just, I, I don't fully trust their pitching staff. I mean, I've watched Drew Smiley a lot. He was a Brave a couple years ago. He's been great so far this year. Don't think he keeps this up. Like, I'm a little worried about their pitching depth. The bullpen hasn't been great. So I think they're really good. And I think they put themselves in a position to, to, to probably be above a 500 team maybe. And, you know, you never know with this division because, like, the Cardinals have been awful. And that's kind of the team everyone's kind of expecting to be at least first or second. I mean, you could have picked the Brewers, but the Cardinals, you weren't expecting them to be this bad. And – I mean, there's a lot of issues there. The pitching staff is – we all had questions about their pitching staff. I don't think we could have envisioned it being quite this horrible. Like, I think we kind of expected at least, like, Miles Michaelis would be fine and Jordan Montgomery would be fine, which I think Jordan Montgomery's actually been fine. But, I mean, they've been, like, oof, that pitching staff has been really bad. You know, hopefully – I mean, they get Wainwright back soon, which – I don't know if that's actually going to help them that much. I mean, I guess he might be better than Jake Woodford, but um, they have a 4.56 ERA as a team. It has not helped them that they had Jordan Walker playing in the outfield. He's probably on his own contributed like half a run to their ERA. He's been so bad defensively. Uh, I think that putting him back in AAA is going to help them out. The bullpen hasn't been great. So, um, I mean, I, this is this division's kind of wide open for me. I think that there's I, I could envision the Cardinals coming back, but I mean, I think between the Brewers and the Cubs and the Pirates, like somebody unexpected could win this division. And, uh, you know, I think if I had to put a bet on it today, I'd probably bet on the Brewers. I think their pitching will get healthy and, and come back. But man, there's three teams in this top of this division who, who legitimately have a, or four teams in this division who now, you know, especially with the Pirates having all these wins in the bank, have a shot to be there at the end. So uh, it should be very interesting down the stretch. I will say the Cubs' depth is very good. The problem is that the Cubs are not accessing the depth. Uh, <laughs> that's the biggest issue right now, is that they are not removing guys who are not performing. They're continuing to chuck them out there, right? Michael Fulmer's blown two ga- two or three games. He's still in the bullpen, right? They haven't gone and gotten some of their AAA talent. They've got a bunch of it. Uh, the Iowa Cubs are scoring, like, the most runs in baseball. Um, they like They get 10 runs a game, basically. It's insane. Christopher Morell's got, you know, 11 homers in Iowa in, in the first month. And they've played less games than the major leaguers thus far. Matt Mervis is a 400 on base percentage. Cubs are running out. Eric Hosmer and Edwin Rios, who who they don't even trust to, you know, pinch hit in a grand – they, they don't even trust Edwin Rios to hit with the bases loaded, right? And his whole thing is power. And it's like, why are you using a roster spot on this guy, right? Like, the Cubs are not performing well on the margins, and it's really bothering me. Um, because they're giving away games. They give away at least two games to the Marlins, if not more, right? In that one runs, you know, 
kerfuffle uh, of the whole weekend, right, where the Cubs lose three one-run games. But, you know, they lost today to the Nationals. Can't be losing the Nationals, right? But, you know, they're, they're losing because they're not putting the best 26 players on the field. That, that really bugs me, right? Pirates, Pirates are calling up young guys, right? They're giving Jack Sawinski a, an opportunity, right? Rowan C. Contreras is getting an opportunity in the rotation. He's taking advantage of it. He's doing amazing. Um, you'll, you'll look at the Brewers who have somehow transformed William Contreras into a good defensive catcher, right? Um, that, you know, the Brewers have been really good too. They, they've been doing what the Brewers, I expected the Brewers to do. I picked the Brewers to win this division. Um, you know, the Cardinals are, I hope a disaster of a team. I, I just don't, I don't foresee it continuing right. Nolan Arenado has been slow, uh, to start this year. Right. And we had the Tyler O'Neill drama and all that stuff. So, you know, I, I imagine the Cardinals get back to it, but again, I, it doesn't surprise me, right, that the, the Cardinals are not as good as expected because I didn't pick them, and I, I feel good about that right now. But I, I think this is a wide open division, right? I think the, especially the Pirates can win it, you know, if they are able to keep up some of these performances, right? Like Connor Joe's been really good. Uh, you know, even Carlos Santana has been been useful, and McCutcheon. We talked about a bunch. You know, he's been really good so far as well. You know, the, the Pirates can can do this, what? But so can the Brewers, and so can the Cubs. And so I think the most aggressive team, with their young players, with their depth, with their ability to withstand injury, the most aggressive team on the trade deadline, because all of these teams have really good prospects. Uh, you know, you look at the Brewers have maybe the best prospect in baseball in, in Churio, right? And and if if Otani comes available or someone to that effect, right? There's going to be a bidding war. If any of these teams get a, a high talented player, not necessarily Otani, because the Angels are still in it right now, but a high, if, if high talent comes available, right? The teams in this division have the talent to go get, you know, better players at the deadline. All of them do. So you know, this thing is, if this thing yeah. is as wide open as it seems, this division is going to come down to the, to September and it's going to come down to every game mattering from here on in which just makes the Cubs throwing away games, you know, the past week that much more frustrating. Yeah. One, one note on the, you're talking about the trade deadline. Uh, eventually I think that there's a, that, you know, everyone's talking about Otani and the angels and I, I really don't think they're going to be out of it, out of it. Like, I think they might be kind of looking like they might be on the outside looking into the playoffs, but I think they're going to be close enough to where they don't like sell Otani. But I will say that if the white Sox continue what they're doing right now, like they have some players who could really kickstart a rebuild. I mean, because you know, I've, I, I'm really kind of down on Luis Robert, but and but he really could be a guy that you could build a centerpiece of. Like, we can go get a bunch of prospects for him still, and Dylan Cease uh, as well as a guy who. So that could Man. be a a couple guys that you look at maybe you know a team like the like the Cardinals could definitely use some Dylan Cease. I mean. Or even so, Giolito. I, I despise Giolito. this, but you're yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, they, they, and and I wouldn't be shocked to see that happen if it, if we got in. And honestly, that might be a move that if the White Sox are as bad as they are, the Cardinals could get desperate and say we've got aging veteran players in our lineup. Arnado Goldschmidt, like we need to go get a pitcher now, and they could overpay for one of those types of guys. Like if the White Sox continue to be as bad as they are now, like they could do it early. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But definitely an interesting, uh, definitely an interesting thought there. Yeah, so obviously we know Pittsburgh's been really good. Milwaukee, um, even through all of the injuries that they've had with Garrett Mitchell being out for the year, even Sal Freilich, who they called up, uh, he had shoulder surgery. He's out six to eight weeks, I believe, as well. Um, 
they've even Corbin Burns hasn't looked like the Corbin Burns we know. They're still only a game and a half out of this. Like they can easily make a run for this. The Cubs, they're about a 500 team. I mean, we kind of said that they had the potential to be a 500 team this year if everything went right. I think they've seen a lot of of you know the comeback of Cody Bellinger so far has looked great. Dansby's looked pretty good for them as well. Um, Smiley being really really good. They just got Saya back, so if he's able to get back to you know the flashes that we saw of him last year, obviously Strowman's going to be what Strowman is. Uh, you know, they're they're a team we thought they could be 500. If they get aggressive at the deadline, maybe they can compete for this division at the end of the day. Um, Cincinnati, I think they've been a little bit better than we would have expected so far. They've got some some nice performances from a guy like Nick Senzel. Um, and overall, I think the Cardinals, I, I just watched them this weekend. They got swept by L.A. And really, like, that offense just looks so discombobulated right now. Like, I think the only guy that was hitting, coming into the series, the only guy hitting over, like, 250 was Goldschmidt. I want to say, I think Edmund had a really good series. I think he's up to like 260 or something like that now. But just basically, like, Arenado hadn't been hitting. O'Neill hadn't been hitting. Carlson obviously hasn't been hitting. Like, Brendan Donovan, who was really good for them last year, wasn't hitting as well. Like, I think they've just been struggling altogether on top of, you know, the pitching staff issues that they have already had. Um, Flaherty got lit up. I think Woodford only went like four innings. Um, it's just, it, I, and even, I mean, they have Matt too. Matt's got lit up in the first inning today. I think he gave it four or five in the first inning. So they, I mean, this team has a lot more talent. If they get Arenado and Goldschmidt back to doing what they can do, um, you know, the offensive production, you're gaining that catcher from Wilson Contreras, although you're losing a little bit on the defensive side, but you need guys like Tyler O'Neill. You need Brendan Donovan. You need um, Dylan Carlson to find what he had a couple years ago. Like you just, and I mean, even Jordan Walker wasn't awful offensively, but he was bad defensively. I, I'm still on the thing of you just got to let that guy figure it out in the majors. But I, I think the team has enough talent there. They just have to figure something out and get get something going the right way. I don't know what they got to do yeah. if they got to do something. But. So some of it's just some of it's also just a little bit of a sequencing funk because I mean they have a 107 WRC plus as a team and they've been you know. I mean, they haven't been awful, like, just individual hitters at the plate. Nolan Gorman's been really – it's just a – I guess it's just sequencing. Like, they seem to just kind of be one of those teams that right now they're just kind of getting in their head when they got runners in scoring position and stuff and not getting guys in, so. Yeah, like, it just it just seemed very seemed weird. Like, head. they weren't they weren't very Cardinals-like. Yeah. Um, And I don't know. Ollie Marmol didn't seem to – it was a couple times where they were showing him in the dugout just, like – getting into players faces and it, i don't know I, I wonder if that clubhouse culture isn't as yeah. good this year or something uh, with, with marmol it sure it sure didn't look that way that's for sure thus that, far, that so. feel like with it the, has been yeah yeah especially with the whole tyler o'neill situation i, I wonder one about thing that. i just noticed as i was kind of looking looks to me like the cardinals have been the worst base running team in baseball yeah they've yeah. been awful yeah, it's been um, but, so that's so that's something as well. <laughs> but, Who yeah. knew somebody could be worse at something than the Oakland days? But yeah. Yeah, here we are. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and transition over to the National League West now, where we have the Dodgers leading the division at seventeen and thirteen, Arizona in second at sixteen and thirteen, San Diego in third at sixteen and fourteen, 
uh, San Francisco at 11 and 17, and then Colorado bringing up the rear of this division at nine and 20. So David thoughts on the NL West so far. Yeah. The, the reports of the Dodgers demise were exaggerated, I believe. Um, maybe not necessarily on our end. We did mention the Dodgers are still going to be good. They're not going to win a hundred games, but that's a good team, man. You know, having watched them, the Cubs played all their games against the Dodgers already. Um, and man, that's a tough team, dude. Every, every game feels like a playoff game. It's, it's just a tough team, tough atmosphere to play against, you know, the, the offense looks really good. Obviously James Altman is having a spectacular start to the rookie year. The whiff rate is a little bit scary, but you know, with the way he's performing and the defense he's playing, I don't think it's going to something to be worried about right now. Uh, you just let that guy go up there and swing the bat. You know, they, they are now weathering an injury for JD Martinez who had clubbed some homers already. Uh, but will they just got Will Smith back? You know, I think this is a, a very complete team, uh, even Julio Urias has struggled and they're still leading this division. And that's including, you know, a number of very close games that they've played against really you know tough competition thus far um, where they've just swept the Cardinals, right? They played the Cubs. They've played the, the Diamondbacks who are second. And then, you know, I, I just, yeah. Reports of the Dodgers demise greatly exaggerated. They're, they're going to be who this division runs through. I think this season and I, I'm going to go ahead and call it. I think this is a three horse race. Um, the Diamondbacks and the Padres are the only ones with the chance. I, I'm kicking the Giants and the Rockies to the curb. I think it's it's there, uh, but the Diamondbacks have a chance, and we did discuss that in our you know pre pre show. We've talked about it last week, right? The the Diamondbacks are a good team. Uh, they just called up Brandon Fott today, and I think he's really really strong. I think he's going to be a very very good rookie pitcher. Like maybe we should have talked about him as rookie of the year type of pitcher. Uh, he's got a lot of spin. He's one of those guys who throws, you know, crazy spin sliders and, and high high spin rate fastballs that, that can he could potentially just be a really, really difficult plate appearance for for hitters. Uh, you know, Corbin Carroll's been good, but he just got hurt. Right. So, you know, they've been kind of bouncing around on who to rely on, but they've managed to make it work and they've won more games than they've lost thus far. And sometimes that's all it takes. And the Padres finally got back on track after uh Losing a series to the Cubs, they they do beat the Giants and they sweep the Giants, I think, in Mexico City, and got the offense back on track in the in the low out in the high altitude. So we'll see if maybe Manny Machado and Juan Soto can get going. The Padres have just seemed a little bit cold to start the year, but they they just got uh, Joe Musgrove back. So the battle for this division might be the best one of of every division, but I do think at the end at now, if I had to pick, I think I'm after watching all these teams, I think I'm picking the Dodgers. Yeah, I um, it's been an interesting one so far as well. I think the you look at the Dodgers and as as we mentioned, like I don't think and, and if we and if we did, you know, sound like we were writing them off, I think we just kind of our tone was wrong. We, I think the big thing with them coming into the season was like we feel like they're gonna be pretty good, and but they're just not the same team that they've been the last couple of years, like where they were just by far the runaway favorite to win the World Series. You know, they've, they're going to be good, but they, you know, they've lost enough pieces to where we don't feel like they're going to be like the best team in baseball. So, I mean, and, and there's been some, some overperformance from some guy like Jason Hayward has been, had a 147 WRC plus so far. Like I, I'll be shocked if he keeps that up. Like, I mean, it'd be fun. I wouldn't. But... It's the Dodgers. 
Have you yeah, saw but... his baseball savant page? <laughs> I mean, I know he's been I know he's been legitimately good so far, but I mean, like, it, you know, like just he's and, been and, unlucky. Yeah, yeah. And, and James and James Altman's been pretty lucky on balls in play, like three ninety six Babbitt. You know, I don't think he's going to keep this up, but the Dodgers are good. Um, you know, the, the big thing with them, I think, is like the, the depth just isn't quite there like it has been just because like they're rely- they're tapped. They've tapped into that depth to start this season. But uh, and, and the pitching staff, I'm a little worried about the depth there, too. Like, I think that, you know, Clayton Kershaw has been awesome so far. But, you, you know, you always are a little bit concerned about him injury wise, um, you know, but. You look at the rest of their, you know, their rotation. I mean, you know, uh, Julio Arias hasn't been very good so far. I think he'll be all right. Uh, he's had a little bit of bad luck on some of the fly balls. I think it'll stabilize. He'll be okay. But, you know, like like I mentioned before the season, I mean, you know, if you're relying on him to be like a two ERA Cy Young candidate, I just don't think he's that guy. I think he's really good. But I think he's more of like a low to mid threes ERA type guy. And that's really good number two in a rotation. Uh, rather than just a bona fide ace. And then, like, that fourth, fifth starter type spot's kind of been a struggle for him. I mean, Noah Syndergaard's not very good anymore. Like, you know, they've run out Michael Grove a lot. He's been really bad. They've got some young guys that have come up at times. Like, um, I think they're talking about, like, I, I don't know. If, I don't think he's pitched yet, but Gavin Stone coming up soon. Like, Gonsolin. He's pitching tomorrow. Pitching tomorrow, yeah. Uh, Gonsolin just came back. Um, so we'll see what they get from him. Uh, you know, and, and then they've got um, Miller. Uh, what's that? Also, Dustin Mays looked pretty good too. Yeah, he's been fine. Um, he's yeah, he has. Well, he's got a five twelve x fit, but he's you know, he has, he's not striking people out, and that's kind of what you've worried about with him in the past is that he's you know got this insanely good looking stuff, but not getting swings and misses like he should be on it. But we'll see what happens with him. You know, obviously, coming off of Tommy John, he's averaging 98 on his fastball, which is very, very good to see. So, um, you know, the stuff is still there. But, I mean, this is a team that I think they're really good. Um, I think that I'm a little bit concerned about the Padres so far. Uh, You know, they're pitching. I mean, you looked at, like, you know, Musgrove coming back is going to help them. But, I mean, I just – I mean, the, Blake Snell's been horrible. I think people were putting way too much into a good second half from him last year. He's been this the guy he's been so far this year since he got to San Diego. He just walks tons of guys. I mean, you know, you look at, like, I mean, you Darvish has been pretty good. But, I mean, Nick Martinez has had a really – has been pretty lucky so far. He's His peripherals are awful, but he's got a 334 ERA. I mean, I just – I just don't see it with their pitching staff. Uh, you know, Musgrove coming back is going to help them. I think he'll be. I think he'll be good for them. But, um, you know, they just don't have a lot of pitching depth. And then the lineup is, that lineup doesn't have a ton of depth to it. You've got obviously Bogarts is fantastic. I think Soto is going to be fine. I'm not super worried about him. The only thing I'd worry about with Soto is if it gets in his head a little bit because I think it's really kind of been just a, like an unlucky spell, but it could get in his head. I'm a little uh, Manny Machado is way better than he's played so far, but I am a little bit concerned about Manny Machado. His Statcast page does not look good at all, and he's not hitting the ball very hard on a consistent basis. The max exit velocity is still there, but he's not hitting it hard consistently, and he's whiffing a lot, which is kind of worrisome. Uh, and, and of course, Fernando Tatis Jr. just came back, so we haven't really seen the 
you know, all of him yet. But, um, you know, you kind of look at, like, you know, they're running out some lineups that aren't super great looking. I mean, Nelson Cruz has kind of been good so far, but, like, 386 Babbitt, I mean, you know, I, I it's this team looks to me like a team that doesn't have much depth, and I'd be pretty worried if I was a Padres fan so far. And then you look at the Diamondbacks. I just don't think they're going to keep up what they've done so far. I mean, the pitching staff hasn't been good at all. I know Brandon Fott's going to come up, but he's kind of like, you know, you're relying on a rookie to be like this huge force in your rotation. Obviously, Zach Gallen's really good, but I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know about the, what about the, no, the, no. the, the, uh, the Diamondbacks. So I, I like Fott, but I didn't, I didn't neglect to mention that Zach Gallen has been every part yeah. the Cy Young favorite that he yeah, he's was been dubbed to be. Uh, he's been real good. Yeah. So yeah, Fod just maybe needs to be a two or a three for them right now. And it, you know, Fod's going to be a, a big upgrade over Madison Bumgarner. And that's, that's what they're looking for there. Well, yeah, I mean, he'll probably be an upgrade over Bumgarner, but that's not saying much. Like, I think he'll be good. I think he'll be fine. But, you know, we'll we'll see. Like, it's it's just hard for me to sit to sit back and say, man, this, you know, this pitching staff that has a, almost five ERA on the season is going to be saved by a rookie. I, I mean, it, you just never know, like, how that rookie's going to perform. He could come out and be the, you know, win the Cy Young. I'm just, you know, and he's got a lot of talent, but. Uh, but I mean, uh, the the other thing about the I look at their 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 lineup and man, it's just not very good. Like you've got Corbin Carroll's been fantastic, but like, I mean, I just I, I don't know. Like Geraldo Perdomo's been their best player uh, by war, and he is not a 188 WRC plus guy. So he's got a 500 Babbitt. Like I, I'm this team just I think they're pretty good. I think they're kind of what we expect them to be. I think they'll end up just maybe a little under 500, but at the end of the day, so. Yeah. So looking at it, obviously I, I think we all said the Dodgers are still going to be good. I, I still feel I, even today, I still feel like the Padres are just a slightly better team than the Dodgers. Um, You know, they, LA has had some un, unfortunate injury luck. They were having Austin Barnes out there for a guy who had like two hits for like three weeks. Uh, into the season uh, he was getting the majority of the play in time there they just got will smith back now jd martinez on the il uh, david peralta has been incredibly unlucky chris taylor still can't find it he's still striking out a crap ton trace thompson lost what magic he had found last year um, which was still a little bit lucky at the end of the day but um, they're still a good team I, I think i don't think arizona i think it's just a year too early for them yeah at the end of the day, there are young pitchers coming up. That's going to be, it's going to be nice. If there is one team, I mean, we were talking about with the Cardinals a little bit earlier. If there's one team that could be sneaky aggressive here about jumping on the trade market early for some starting pitching, it would be the Arizona Diamondbacks. Like if they could jump out there, if the White Sox were going to sell early and go get a Giolito or even pay up for a cease or something like that, like, this is a team that could do that very easily. They have been aggressive in the past, and I wouldn't be shocked to see them do it again uh, if they legitimately think they have a chance in this division. Um, and maybe even they go after a guy who has a little bit more control even. Uh, San Diego, I, I just think it's Machado, Soto. They've struggled this year. They haven't had Tatis. He's he's back, and he's looking every bit of what we've seen from Tatis before. You, you trust the stats on Machado and, and Soto. They're going to turn it around. The getting Musgrove back will kick one of those of Nick Martinez and 
you know, probably it's probably Martinez to the to the bullpen and have Waka start. Lugo's actually been pretty decent as a starter if he's going to be like your number five there. Um, you need a you need Blake Snell to kind of turn it around, but he's always been this hot or cold type guy. Um, I he, he's he'll have a hot month and he'll be cold, so I think he's just starting cold. He'll he'll find it there. Um, the Giants, they're a team that people thought were going to be close to a five hundred team. And they haven't looked like it so far. You know, people were playing up Sean and I going to driveline. He's still been awful. Um, they just lost Mike Stremski and Brandon Crawford to the IL. Um, you know, Lamont Wade has really struggled so far. He's kind of picked it up the last week or so. But, I mean, they're just not a good team. Camilo Doval's looked awful in the back end of that bullpen as well. Uh, and then you look at the Rockies, and I think we all kind of knew they'd not be good. But they have lost their so ace per se and Herman Marquez uh, found out today he's going to under need to undergo Tommy John surgery. So uh, that's the missed opportunity for a guy who had been a hot name at the trade deadline the past couple years that they never moved. Um, and now you just lost a, a lot of value Yeah, um, in that. I was, I was going to comment real, real quick on the giants. I think that they, they've got a bad record right now, but I do think they're a little bit better than their record. Uh, you know, they've got some guys who are playing really well. I think if they can kind of sequence a little bit better, maybe uh, they've played. I think they could make a, a little bit of a run like Mitch Hanniger has only played six games. But, you know, look at Tyro Estrada has been good so far. Uh, Lamont Wade's been awesome. He's got a 177 yeah, WRC+. Damien said, Damien said Lamont Wade hadn't been good. I was going to jump in and be like, Damien, what yeah, are you talking about? He's got a 177 WRC+. Uh, J.D. Davis has been really, really good for them. Uh, and of course, like you said, but yeah, Mike Yastrzemski had been really good before going on the IL. Uh, so I think they're, they'll figure out their pitching staff to a certain level. Like, uh, is Logan Webb still in the IL? Uh, I don't think so. I think he, no, I he's, thought I remembered he's back, him. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but they've, I, you know, I don't, and, and they've dug enough of a hole. They probably, they probably won't come back, but, and they're, cause they're, you know, their pitching staff, you know, they've got a 383 XFIP. And a 454 FIP. I think that they've they've had some really bad home run luck on fly balls. I think that they're going to end up being better than they have been so far. But like I say, you know, it is early. It's only been a month. But at the same time, like those games are in the bank. So the fact that they are currently 11 and 17 does not help them. They've dug a pretty big hole that they'd have to come back from here. So, But I, I do think they're better than they've played so far. Yeah, the issue, my, my issue with the Giants is their lack of kind of a star power at the top end of their lineup, right? Like, we just talked about Lamont Webb and Tyro Estrada. That is their best yeah. performances thus far. And you you can't rely on those guys. So, you know, yeah. they, I, I don't know, man. They, they, they're they really hurting from not getting Judge or Correa, I, I think. And, and Correa's yeah. been well, bad. I mean, Correa's but, been bad. But, but it's still Correa, right? It's still a guy who can lead, and they just don't seem to have yeah. that. Like Brandon Crawford's their leader, right? So, yeah. Well, it's Jock Peterson's so good. I mean, he's not like a superstar player, but he's a really good clubhouse leader type guy. So I think – I don't know if that's really their problem mm. necessarily, but, mm. but I don't know. I, I, yeah. They need Conforto to pick it up too. Yeah, I think he's been a little bit unlucky so far to start the year, but they he's, they do need him to to find it. He's thirty three percent strikeouts and just not hitting home I mean, runs. He's 
He, yeah, he is a couple hard. years. Yeah. He is a couple years removed from playing. I'd give him a couple yeah. of months. Oh, oh, yeah. That's why. That's why I say I'm not, I'm not saying he's just totally cooked. He just he needs to pick it up a little bit. So, yeah. I mean, his hard hit rate's 90th percentile, yeah. and average exit velocity is 84th. I think I think it's fine. I mean, yeah, he needs to get the strikeouts, but yeah. under control. But cool. I think overall, I think he's hitting the ball pretty yeah. hard. He's just getting a bit unlucky on those. Yep. But anyways, that's going to wrap it up. Oh no, we're gonna play of the week. What am I talking about? Sorry, yep. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get Wrap up our breakdowns. Listen, I'm trying to get here to watch the Lakers playoff game. It just started. All right, like we'll just, all right, let's let's wrap uh, it up. All right, so players of the week, real quick. David, who do you got for your player this week? I got Jaron Duran for my player of the week this week. He hit a couple of home runs, hit 480 this week and uh, has been a key part in making the Boston Red Sox not a losing team anymore. They are over 500 now and their whole outfield is playing well, but Jaron Duran came off the IL and has done nothing but hit. So impressive early performance from Jaron Duran kind of showing what he showed in his rookie year a little bit last year. He was not good. Uh, he's, he's back a little bit this year. And with that kind of athleticism, if he can pull a uh, good power and good contact, he, he might just be, you know, the kind of guy the Red Sox have been looking for to try to fill that that outfield gap that's they're still feeling from uh, the loss of Mookie Betts. Yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, I like Jordan Duran, and uh, I think he's I think he's kind of underrated uh, by a lot of people. Um, I, I don't think people mm-hmm. talk about he fell him very off. much. And he was bad last year, but he yeah. he's got some talent. He's got that high-end sprint speed. Right. If you can just hit a little bit, you can really turn that into a career. So. Right, right. So, uh, but the guy I, uh, the guy I picked is, um, going to be Nick Senzel and Nick Senzel's a, I, I, I like, I like the fact that I get to pick him because this is a guy that's really struggled, uh, in his career to this point. He's, he's dealt with so many injuries in his career and, uh, you know, last year he played 110 games and he hit five home runs. Well, this week and he hit three home runs in like what, five games or six games or whatever. So uh, definitely a great week for him. He hit 591 with a 640 on base and a 1.045 slugging percentage this week. Um, he had a full win above replacement almost, um, you know, nine RBIs. He was fantastic in his six, six games this week. See, um, he, um, you know, and it, it's fun to see him do really well. I think he's a guy that, I remember watching him play in college some. He played at Tennessee, um, and he, I think he, he's always had the talent, and just it's nice to see him. Hopefully, maybe maybe he ends up having some kind of a breakout this year. You never know. You know, guy who's dealt with so many injuries, and maybe he's healthy. And but I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be putting my money on it. But you know, you never know. So uh, definitely good to see him have a good week though, and a good start to the season this year. Yeah, he's got the prospect pedigree. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, if he's a guy that you've just been waiting to kind of have that breakout season, um, it's Nick Senzel. Uh, so hopefully this keeps up for him because I'm really excited to see what he can do. Uh, but the guy I went with this week was uh, Josiah Gray from the Nationals. Uh, he had a two-start week uh, against the Mets and the Pirates, I want to say. Let me pull up the game log here. Yeah, against the Mets and Pirates, went six innings against each one of them. Um, only gave up one run combined, had uh, four walks combined. So he is, you know, walking a little bit too much there, but 15 strikeouts, which is pretty encouraging through the two innings or the two outings. Um, you know, and 
going against a Pirates lineup who has been crushing pitching this year so far um, and limiting them to six innings of one run ball and, and striking out six there. Uh, you know, we talked about the Nationals needing to be able to develop some pitching so far. Um, we were worried about that coming into the year. Josiah Gray's looked pretty decent so far. I know the peripherals don't quite back it up all the way, but um, he's had a, a pretty decent start to the year and showing a little bit of signs of or, uh, of progression just needs to get that walk rate under control just a little bit more. Yeah. Gray's been good and it's good to see him. It, really. It's kind of funny. All of our picks here are kind of former top prospects that are, uh, you know, having a good week and, and you know, that baseball talent is still in with all of these guys. Uh, it's just a matter of whether they can harness it over the 162 game season. Yeah. So anything else you guys want to, uh, to wrap it up on before we, uh, in this episode out? Um, I, we're just, you know, we're one month in and like we've kind of alluded to the whole time, like, you know, some teams have played their way out and put dug themselves a really difficult hole to come back from, but, uh, it, and some teams have put them, put some wins in the bank, but, uh, it's a long season. So, you know, a lot of the things we've talked about today you know, we've talked about a lot of question marks and they'll get answered here soon. So um, just uh, enjoy, enjoy in the, enjoying the season so far. Enjoy the ride. So fun. The St. Louis Cardinals are in last place. Let's relish it while we can. <laughs> and they <laughs> lost again today. Yeah. They're going to lose to the angels well, barring. It's not a over. Massive yeah, comeback. You, hey, it's the angels bullpen. You never know. It's true. true, but yeah, let's relish it while we can and enjoy uh you know, several divisions in baseball being wide open at this point. Uh, well, because you mentioned that, we'll end the show on this little nugget. It is the first time in the history of Major League Baseball that the Cardinals and the Yankees are in last place in their divisions at the same time. So there you go. Take that for what it's worth. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode 124 of the Bat Flip Podcast, and we'll catch you guys back next week.